Hello, everybody, and welcome to Empower with M. I am your host, Emily Jane Saroff, but you can call me M. I hope you're ready to expand your mindset, raise your vibrations, break through limiting beliefs, and to seriously start owning your power. But before we dive into today's episode, if you haven't already, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss out on any of my episodes. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I sure am ready. So let's get empowered. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. I have a very exciting guest joining us today. I have brought onto the podcast a success coach for early in career professionals who are really seeking clarity, confidence, purpose, focus, internship, full-time roles, and importantly, that work-life fulfillment as well. So, you know, if you check any of those boxes, then get excited about this conversation we're going to have today because we're going to be diving deep into you know, finding clarity around your path, your passions, your purpose, all of that. And to do that today, I have Cesar Martinez joining me. So welcome, Cesar. How are you doing? Em, thank you so much for having me. I'm so pumped to be here. I'm doing fantastic. How about yourself? <laughs> A little bit hot here in Australia, but otherwise we're good. <laughs> <laughs> so Cesar, do you want to like kick it off and give a bit of an introduction to yourself? You know, let our listeners know who you are and what you do and all of that. Yeah, absolutely. So starting super high level since the beginning, you know, both my parents were born and raised in Mexico, made their way to Chicago in their teen years, had a lot of grit. My mom was the first one in our entire family to go to college, even though my grandpa didn't want her to and didn't understand why, but she decided she needed to go that level above and do something even more than they set her up for. And that's a recurring theme for myself as well. And then eventually she met my dad and my dad didn't even know English and never went to high school and somehow figured out a way to get his college degree too. And so that really set us off for being prepared for success and having the mindset of success and always wanting more, you know, always looking to make the most of the opportunities that we have. So eventually, you know, I popped out and I was always interested in tech, but I didn't really know what that meant. I found my way to the University of Illinois where I studied engineering and computer science without ever having done any of that before. So day one came along and it hit me like a ton of bricks. I didn't know what I got myself into. I didn't know how I was going to get through it. And so that was really the start of my personal development journey. I started looking into motivational speakers to get me through these weekly all-nighters that I was pulling. And I really had to find my deep sources of motivation to get through all of that. I mean, along the way, I also did tons of leadership and giving back as much as I possibly could. Also a recurring theme throughout my whole life. And eventually, 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 after some internships and some full-time roles, I made my way to my dream job at Microsoft by age 25. And I started to dig into, okay, well, what's next, right? And so after a few years of being a software engineer, I realized I was out of alignment. And what I thought I always wanted to be a program manager for a technical team, I didn't want to be that. And I found that really interesting. And I really had to do some digging myself. By that time, I'd been listening to a podcast by Rob Dial. And he's someone that I resonated very deeply with. And mentioned this whole coaching thing. And I started to dig into that. What, what would that be like? It seemed to be intriguing to me. You know, It seemed to be something that I would be passionate about, even though I'd never done it before. And so dig, 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 a year and a half later, I realized that it was something I'd been doing my whole life. I realized that I had always been mentoring. I'd always been helping people. I'd always wanted to give talks on these ideas. I'd always been interested in psychology. I'd always been into professional development and helping people improve in those areas. And Coaching just kind of fell into place, checked all those boxes. And so that's how my coaching business got started. 
And so with the no fluff mindset, that's what we focus on is that whole spectrum between professional and personal development. You know, my clients will come to me, maybe you know, wanting some tips on interviews, maybe a resume review. And day one, we're in tears because it turns out it comes from a place of confidence and something that happened back in childhood. And that's where we need to start, right? And so that's where all of these ideas are kind of really closely intertwined between personal development, professional development, career alignment, your purpose, your mindset, all the above are really closely intertwined. And I'm happy to provide that you know, holistic solution to all the above, which a lot of us don't even realize is the case. Mm, I love that. I love how uh, you know you have sort of we share similar journeys in the sense that we went to uni, we got these degrees, we started working in these industries, and then it's a bit us like, hang on, this isn't actually what I deep down desire to be doing. So I love that you've been able to you know take your journey and now help other people become aligned with their paths, their passions, their purpose, and all of that. And I guess one question that I do want to ask you is, you know, you call yourself a success coach. So what's really involved with success coaching? Yeah. So as you know, many coaches are chameleons, right? We do a lot of different things and we work on these spectrums of different ballparks that we're experts in. And so how do we kind of encompass all of that in one? And so for me, success coaching means, first of all, defining what success means. And that's different for every single person. For some people, that's career achievement and promotions. For some people, that's a lateral move. For some people, that's finding work-life balance. For some people, that's finding their purpose in the first place. For some people, that's changing their mindset so it's more indestructible and you know nothing brings them down anymore. You know, Success means completely different things for every single person. And so that's step one, figure out what that means for you. right? Then step two is we actually get to work. But starting with mindset and defining what success means for you as the foundation I think that is absolutely the key, starting at that foundation first. Exactly that. And one thing I really like on the topic of success is like the importance of like, you know, realizing that you get to define what success means to you. And I think a lot of the time, like society sort of puts this set image of what a successful person looks like. And then people feel pressure to sort of follow different paths and to fit into different boxes. So then they can be you know, classified as a successful person. But the real powerful thing to do is to take, you know, the word success and redefine it in your own way, interpret it in your own way and create your own path from there. So I love that. I love that you're helping people with that. And I'm keen to dive into our conversation today. So I guess like, you know, the first thing that I really want to ask you around all of this is, you know, you went through the whole process of studying, working, and then having to realign with a new path. So can you tell us a little bit about, you know, what the journey was like when it came to finding clarity around what the next path was that you wanted to follow and connecting with your passions and your purpose? Absolutely. So it took a lot of digging is a short answer. It all started with, I was actually on the bus on the way to my Microsoft job, which I liked, right? And it was during that time where I wanted to be a program manager, but for some reason, I didn't want to be a program manager on my team, which I thought for so long was what I wanted to be. You know, For so long, I thought that was going to be the next step. And I realized it wasn't. The literal podcast episode I was listening to was talking about finding your purpose and a couple of techniques to find that. One of them being what's called your Ikigai, right? which falls under four key questions to ask yourself to really start figuring out what that thing is for you. What is your reason for being? And so I kept thinking for each of those four questions, which is, you know, what do you love? What does the world need? What are you good at? And what can you be paid for? And for each of those four things, I kept thinking about the other stuff that I did with my life. I kept thinking about the mentoring and the basketball coaching and the talks that I give. And I kept thinking about all these other things that really lit me up inside. 
And I realized it wasn't the technical stuff. And so that's really what got me started on realizing, hey, I need to do some more digging. I need to figure out what that thing is for me that I am going to be excited about every day. And so that's when I started really getting serious about journaling, really getting serious about you know, repeating these questions to myself every single morning so I could prime my brain to look for these answers. And eventually, you know, that came through the form of figuring out, hey, maybe it is doing this coaching thing on the side. And maybe it is that I'm a people person. Maybe I need a people-based role through my work, right? What the heck is that? And what does that look like? And so that turned into, you know, reading every single description I could for all of the job openings that I could find. And by doing that repetition over and over and over, I must have read hundreds of descriptions. I got so clear on which ones I was really excited about and which ones I wasn't and which parts I would love to do more of and which parts I wasn't so excited about. And so by the time that I found the role that I did move into, you know, I was reading that description and I knew, yes, 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 this is good. This is why that's the one that I need to reach out to that team. I need to talk to them. You know, this sounds like the one. And I was so clear by that point that the interviews were just conversations because the alignment was there. And so that's what I always recommend others to do as well. Just start, right? Start digging, start asking yourself these questions, start reading all the descriptions and becoming aware of what it is that actually lights you up about each and every role, about each and everything that you do. And with that clarity, that's when everything starts to fall into place. But it's not magic. You have to do this work first. I love that so much. And I mean, something that I sort of want to branch off from there then is for me personally, the way that I view like passion and purpose, your passion is really for you. And then your purpose is really about the service of others, right? So let's say someone's wanting to align with their purpose and they want to do it through the way of connecting with their passions first. How would someone first and foremost go about getting clear on what their passions are? And then how would they turn their passion into their purpose? Yeah, well, there's a couple of techniques. Like I said, the number one that I recommend is exactly that exercise. So those four questions along with Ikigai, spend 10 minutes on each question, right? For example, you know, what do you love? And instead of just kind of thinking about it, really sit with yourself, set a timer, 10 minutes, put yourself in those four-year-old shoes, you know, nothing is restricted and you don't even have to think about a job and just list everything you can think of on paper. See if you could come up with 50, 100, 150. I love dogs. I love my family. I love basketball. I love helping people. I love coaching. You know, what are all these things that you love? And just list everything. But by doing it this way, your mind is forced to get a lot more creative and dig into parts of your mind that you probably didn't even know were there that you haven't been tapping into because, you know, we're typically so distracted by everyday life, right? And so repeat that for each of the four questions, right? That'll take you 40 minutes and then spend the last 20 looking for those patterns, looking for where are their kind of repeated answers? What's the themes that are kind of coming out out of each of these four very different questions, right? And then, you know, once you start doing that work and you keep repeatedly asking yourself these kinds of questions, that's when you start to notice the patterns. That's when you start to become clear on, well, I know this because of this, and I know not that because of that. And it just comes from doing the work and staying consistent more than anything else. You know, it doesn't come just in that hour, just in that day. It might take weeks, it might take months, but it's worth it, right? If it's going to take months, you better start today so that a few months from now, you're there, right? You don't want to start months from now instead. That's what I always recommend as the number one. Go through that Ikigai exercise. What do you love? What are you good at? What does the world need or need more of? And what can you be paid for? Really dig deep into those four questions. And that's usually a really good starting point for folks to start thinking in the right direction and noticing themes and you know, thinking of what are the maybes and starting to tap into those. Mm, I love that. I love how much 
importance and like attention you brought to like the topic of self-awareness because self-awareness is step one. And the thing is so many people don't actually have much self-awareness at all. And they don't necessarily realize that unless you're being really intentional about doing the reflecting, doing the work, asking yourself these sorts of questions. Well, you're probably lacking a lot of self-awareness and you don't truly know who you are at your core if you're not intentional about this right now. And when you don't know who you truly are and what you truly want, then that's when you end up getting, you know, stuck in jobs that don't fulfill you, but then settling for it because you don't know what else is out there for you. And it's funny because I like to think of my situation when I was first studying architecture. Like I thought that architecture was what I wanted to do, but then after I actually started to self-reflect and do that work on myself, I realized that it's what I was taught or told that, you know, it's what I wanted to do when you go through high school and they're like, you have to pick a job from this list. You have to do something that's going to be well-paying. And then you have your parents sort of like pushing you in the direction of certain things. Like you're sort of being conditioned to Mm -hmm. believe that there's a certain path for you. And when you actually step outside of that for a second and ask yourself, well, who am I doing this for? That was the question that I had to ask myself. You can really start to come to these awarenesses that maybe the path you're on isn't what you truly desire. So I love that you brought up the importance of self-awareness there. Yeah, well, that's exactly right. You know, one of the first questions I typically ask people whether they're a college student or whether they're already in their careers, is why are you doing what you're doing? You know, why are you putting so much money and so many hours into this degree? What's the why? And a lot of times that actually takes people back and there's like, I don't know, it's kind of, that's what you do. You know, that's what came up on my timeline of life. You know, that's what, you know, I know that they pay money and, and, but that's not the deep passion that you're looking for. Right. Or maybe they're already in their careers and it, you know, they just kind of fell into these things one after the other. And, here we are out of alignment, right? And so I always start there, just why are you doing what you're doing? And are you completely clear on that? You know, for some people, finding that answer actually gives them the clarity and affirmations they need. For other people, that helps them see where those misalignments are in their life. And from there is where you can start to get to work, but you got to get that clarity first. I love that question that you put out there. Why are you doing what you're doing? And I think that's something that you know, if you're happy doing what you're doing right now, still reflect on that question. I think everyone should ask themselves that because whether you like what you're doing or not, you need to get clear on why it is you are doing that thing. So, I mean, even for someone like myself who absolutely loves what I'm doing, I'm still going to step away from this podcast and reflect on that question because so much can come out of that. And when you are aligned with what you're doing as well, by reflecting on that sort of question can just bring so much more motivation and passion and just reignite what was uh, there when you very first started, which can sometimes, you know, drift a little bit when you get distracted by other goals, other responsibilities and all of that. So I love that question that you brought up there. And I guess while we're on this topic of, uh, you know, paths, directions, questioning, like why we're doing what we're doing, if someone was to answer that question and go, actually, I don't know why I'm doing what I'm doing. I really am not passionate about this. I'm not fulfilled about this. I don't want to be doing this at all. What is the sort of like first steps someone should start taking when they're sort of choosing or looking at changing the direction, the path that they've been traveling on? Yeah, well, first of all, give yourself grace, right? Perfect. You have that awareness now, right? That's a starting point. Some people don't realize that they don't love what they're doing. Some people, it takes a lot more to shake them out of it, right? So first of all, give yourself credit. Good for you. You're noticing. That's the start of change, right? Now, what do we do about it? Well, okay. If you're not passionate about this thing, Okay, that's one thing, but what are you passionate about? And if that's kind of a loaded question, we'll think about what excites you. 
what do you want to do more of? If you can fill your day with whatever you wanted to do, what would that be? You know, if you could design your dream role, you know, how many people would be on your team or would you be working solo? Would you be in an office? Would you be outdoors? You know, just try to make up your own role, try to make up your own days. What would those perfect days look like? And how can you start to fill A, your days right now with more of those things, but then B, maybe your future role, maybe you're, you know, something that takes a little bit of work and takes some building. But what is that in the first place? Can you envision that? Do you have clarity on what that thing is for you that you do want, right? And again, these answers don't just fall into place magically all first hour, first day, but by repeatedly thinking about these things, you know, giving yourself these affirmations and questions first thing in the morning, you know, I want to notice what I'm passionate about. I want to notice what excites me. I want to know what my dream life is. I want to know what my dream job is. I want to know what I need more of in my life. I want to notice those things that make me truly happy, deeply fulfilled. And by priming your brain, asking yourself these things first thing in the morning, your brain's going to help you find those answers, right? And so I would start there. You know, great. You know what you don't want? Good. That's one step in the right direction. Now let's take some more steps in the right direction. Well, what are those things? Mm, A really great prompt came to mind to me when you were talking about all of that. And it's how would you redesign your life if you Mm. had complete and utter control over Mm -hmm. like, you know, what you could do? Think of it like if your life, you're playing the Sims game and you're creating like your dream reality in the Sims world, but it's real life. And the crazy thing is, you know, when you ask that question, how would you redesign your life if you had that control? Like you do have that control. And so Mm -hmm. it's about getting creative, expanding, like opening up your mind to believe and realize that so much more can become possible for you. If you want to do something, if you want to become something, you've got the power to step into that. I always like to think like, if you can think it, you can do it, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. And Yes, it may not be easy to do it. Yes, it may be easier to settle with where you're at and what you're familiar with, but it's sure as hell going to be a lot more rewarding when you do get to the other side of it. So yeah, that's a little question that popped up there was how would you redesign your life if you had total control over what was going to happen next? Yeah, exactly right. And you wouldn't believe it's a small but massive shift, especially in the you know career search world, looking for that perfect job or for that next job or that something that'll excite you more, right? So often we start by going straight into the hunt. We start scrolling through and looking for jobs that might fit us. And it's kind of backwards, right? We're trying to fit ourselves into these boxes instead of trying to figure out, first of all, well, what am I and what would be perfect for me, right? So that we can go into it with that primer first. We can go into it with that lens of here's exactly who I am. Here's exactly what my skills are. Here's exactly what lights me up. Here's what my passions are. Here's what I can bring to the table. Here's what kind of place I would love to be at. And now when I go look at what's available, I have all of that top of mind and I can know a lot more quickly, you know, if this is the one or if this is not worth my time or if this is something that I'm going to go above and beyond for. But it starts with that inner work first, always that foundation first, clarity first, then the rest. Mm -hmm. I think such a big mistake that we're all sort of like taught to make this mistake. Because again, it's coming back to like when we're in year 12, year 11 and 12 and you're having to start picking career paths. We're sort of taught to choose jobs that pay well rather than choosing the jobs that we are truly passionate about. And we think that just because, you know, the annual salary on a certain job is really, really high, that that's going to mean that, you know, we're going to become successful and we're going to become rich. But I'm such a huge believer that true wealth comes from when you're following what you're passionate about. 
Because when you're passionate about something, the drive behind it is just so much stronger. It feels so much easier because it's something that is so aligned with you. And I think that's something that is so not taught when we're having to pick the careers that we're going to follow. We're told pick something that's going to pay well and set you up for that security, you know, rather than picking something that you're passionate about and being able to see how, you know, limitless the possibilities will come from that. So what's your thoughts on that area? Yeah, exactly right. You know, to be successful at anything that's worthwhile, it takes hard work, but that hard work is so much easier, or it at least doesn't feel like hard work when you're aligned, when you're passionate about the thing you're learning about, when you want it, right? And I mean, literally think about the things that you can watch YouTube videos for hours about, right? Think about the things that you would listen to podcasts for hours about. Think about the things that you would like to take a class about. You know, think about the things that you actually want to solve the problems. You actually want to learn more about that thing, about that area, right? And that's how you reduce that friction of that hard work. And, you know, you might come back from work and still do that later. That was one of the biggest things for me, especially in a tech field, is that all these software engineers that I work with, they love this stuff. You know, they would go home and work on side projects and they would program chips and they would build apps and they would build websites and they would do all this work outside of work. And for me, that wasn't the case. I had all these other things that I cared about that I was passionate about, you know, coaching basketball and mentoring students and giving talks and helping people. And so that's how I started to realize that I was out of alignment, right? That's how I started to realize there was a plateau for me as a software engineer because I just wasn't excited about that stuff like I was about all of this other stuff, about psychology, neurology, how people think, how people work, how their mindsets are set up, and how you can tap into those things. That's something that lights me up. You can tell just by my tone and my pace that that's the stuff that I want to learn more and more about. That's the stuff that I do LinkedIn learning courses all the time on because it entices me. It excites me. It's something that I want to learn about. And that's why people like you and I are getting so good at what we're doing now is because we're doing the hard work all the time. It just doesn't feel like it for us because we're aligned. It's all about choosing your hard. Like I always say, you know, it's hard to work a nine to five job and it's also hard to be your own boss. Neither option is an easy option. They're both their own kind of hard and you just need to choose which hard you want. And I mean, it goes for anything, not even just careers. It's hard to go to the gym and get your dream body, but it's also hard to sit and be in, you know, your lowest state of health possible because you didn't want to get up and go to the gym. But again, it's about choosing which hard you're happy to ride with. Are you ready to shift your mindset, vision, habits, and actions into total alignment with where you want to be in 2022? If you are an entrepreneur or wanting to become an entrepreneur who is ready to break away from the hustle culture and start building your business from a place of spiritual and physical alignment and flow, then I want to connect with you, okay? I am inviting you to come work with me in 2022 to expand your mindset and all your business to heights that you never imagined possible. If you feel drawn to exploring this next step in your journey with my guidance, then head to the link in this episode description to fill out my work with me form and see what possibilities for spiritual, physical, and material expansion are awaiting for you. So I guess what I want to ask you then, or sort of like, you know, move this conversation towards is, 
if someone is clear on their passion now, is clear on their purpose, they're wanting to step away from, you know, the current path they're on and really lean into what they've just discovered, but they have limiting beliefs, they have fears, they have, you know, struggles with lack of confidence, all these things coming up for them. How can they really start to work through these things so that they're not holding them back from doing what they truly want to be doing? Yeah, rip those things up from the root, right? I know a lot of times we like to kind of nip at the leaf nodes, as we call it in queer science, or you like, you know, kind of those literally the leaves on a tree, think about it that way. And we try to trim, you know, what's dead there, but we really don't take care of the roots, right? We really don't dig into why is this here in the first place? Why is this this way in the first place? Why is this my default thought pattern in the first place? And only when we get to those roots, can we really change the entire story, right? Only when we get to those roots, can we take those experiences that we've had that maybe have been weighing us down, maybe even for years, maybe our entire lives, but we can change that story, right? We can change the way that we carry these things with us in a way that actually serves us or at least doesn't hinder us anymore. You know, I was just speaking with a client earlier today. I mean, he's literally a principal software engineer at Microsoft and he wants to be a people manager and he has imposter syndrome and he has confidence issues around, you know, his technical knowledge, a principal software engineer, which is way up in the rankings, right? And so what we did today, literally our very first call was we started to dig into where does that come from? What experience or what's the first time you can think of where you started to feel that way? And you know, what does it really mean? What are the thoughts that actually come into play? You know, a lot of times we feel the feeling and that's kind of all we need to shut down. But you know, let's sit with it. You know, let's figure out where this thing is coming from. What are the things that we're actually telling ourselves? And let's write them down so that we can look at them and prove them untrue. Let's write them down so we can look at them and change that story, right? So that's where I always start. Let's get to the freaking root and let's change that story. Let's change the way that we're carrying this thing with us. Again, this takes a lot of work. This is where you got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. This is where you have to push yourself out of your comfort zone because that's where all growth is. But it's so, so worth it when you do that work. Because again, if you're going to carry this thing with you, do it in a way that serves you or at least doesn't hinder you anymore. It all really comes back again to that self-awareness and that clarity, like just getting crystal clear and aware of what is causing you to feel that way. As you said, write it down, like look at it bang on and from there start to rewrite it. And we all have a default, you know, we all have a default mindset that we switch into. You know, when you're intentional about working on your mindset and growing yourself, your default is often a very empowered space because you're aware of when you're flicking out of that and you're doing everything you can to stay in that place. But when you're not really, you know, actively doing that inner work, oftentimes you're more so in that disempowered place. So, you know, it's just about becoming aware of where you're at and then starting to rewire it and create a new default, one that's going to be in alignment with where you want to go. And I mean, what was it like for you when you were, I mean, diving into the coaching world, the success coaching industry? Like, what was that like? Did you have limiting beliefs come up and fears and anything else? So many. I had to get over the fact that I was going to be judged, right? I think that's something that holds so many people back, especially in these spaces, is putting yourself out there and being able to fail and having others see those failures, That holds us back so much because we fear judgment and we have this perfectionism, which is just another insecurity, right? But the great thing is, you know, insecurities can be worked through. You know, as soon as you get awareness on any of these fears that are truly holding you back, you can start to get to work on those things. And so that's something that, and actually, I want to mention one more thing too, because you mentioned, you know, being intentional with these things. And I want to remind everyone that 
You don't have to be naturally positive or naturally empowered or naturally any of these things, right? You just have to have the intention first, right? That's how you build any habit is you have to focus on it first, really put an intention to it first. And then eventually it will become a habit. Eventually it'll be your default thought pattern. Eventually you'll have these new neural pathways, but it takes intention first. So mm-hmm. myself, even as a coach to even just start putting the simplest videos out there, the simplest content out there, I realized that I had to work through my own perfectionism because I was afraid that if I made a mistake here or there, if I sounded this way, that people would judge me and that would slow me down. And I realized I was focusing on self, not on purpose. My purpose was to help others, right? And so do I really care if I have a typo in a post that helps at least one person? Not at all. You know, I'll take that. I don't mind that. I don't mind that at all. Again, it comes to changing the story. You know, say I do make a mistake, you know, say I do fail in a video, say I do say something wrong, say I do have typos, you know, what happens in my life? Nothing. Right. What am I really fearing? It's just that judgment. Right. So once you get to that state too, it's kind of, you feel this indestructible state where, you know, I'm not afraid to make mistakes anymore. I'm not afraid to be judged because I know for certain what my purpose is. And I have so much clarity on why I'm doing what I'm doing. And I know that those things are way more important than any judgment that might come my way. And again, we repeat, you know, the same theme is clarity first, foundation first, when you're so freaking clear on why you're doing what you're doing and who you're doing it for the rest doesn't matter so much anymore. Mm -hmm. I love that. Something I sort of want to expand off on from what you mentioned was when you said, you know, may sometimes seem like someone's naturally empowered. And I guess something important I want to bring up around this is no one's like born feeling disempowered, right? You're not Mm -hmm. naturally born and have limiting beliefs or have negative self-talk or lack confidence or have all these doubts you're not born into the world that way you're conditioned to be that way like from the experiences you have as you're growing up and from the things that people say to you or the way that the biggest one is actually the way that you perceive the things that are going on around you and when you're young your perception of the world is actually quite distorted so oftentimes it happens like our parents put these limiting beliefs on us but it's not coming from a place of intention it's coming from place of misperception from how we've interpreted what's sort of gone down at that age. So it thought it was a really uh, a interesting point to be able to touch on and just remind everyone that you know, if you do feel disempowered right now, if you look at people around you and think, damn, like they're just so naturally confident, they're just so naturally empowered, you are too. You just have to start reprogramming yourself again because that is what you were born into this world as before you really start your perception started to change on everything. Yeah, exactly right. Keep that in mind. Anything that you are is programmed. And a lot of times people know where these things come from, but you don't have to stay there, right? Anything that you're feeling, anything that you're thinking, you don't have to stay there. Anything that's programmed can be programmed differently. Anything that's conditioned can be conditioned differently. Anything that's learned can be unlearned, right? And as soon as you accept that and take responsibility, right, even if it was something that out of your hands happened to you, or even if it was something that was or wasn't your fault that you'd rather give blame to something else or whatever it is, take control, take responsibility, say, you know what, I'm not going to be a victim anymore. You know what, even despite no matter what has happened before, I'm going to be this way instead. And I'm going to put in the work until I become that person and just not stop, right? Easier said than done. You know, everyone has a different situation, but 
that's the decision you have to make first. You have to have that hunger and you have to flip that switch in your mind that says, I'm not going to be a victim to this anymore. I'm going to control it. I'm going to figure out a way. And as soon as you start to make those changes, everything else starts to fall into place, but it takes intention first. Mm -hmm. It is not magic. We're not born this way, but that's also an empowering thing, right? Since it was conditioned in us, we can change that. Exactly that. So we know how to find clarity around the path we want to travel on, the passions we have, the purpose we want to pursue. You know, we know the steps to really start taking when we want to start changing careers, how to start working through those fears, those limiting beliefs come up. Now, if someone is like full guns blazing, full steam ahead, like they're taking the action, they're doing the thing, they obviously need to know, you know, the habits or the principles to really help them actually see success in this endeavor that they chase. So as a success coach, what are some, you know, success habits that you would like to share with us today? Yeah. So number one is consistency, right? Whatever it is that you decide is good for you and helpful to you and serves you, do that, right? If it's daily, if it's weekly, whatever it is that you decide when you're in your empowered state, this is what's best for me, stick to it. Whether that's weekly planning, whether that's daily meditations, whether that's cold showers, whatever it is that you know is good for you, stick to it, right? A lot of times, you know, especially with my clients, the very first thing we do is we figure out how are we going to track the things that you say you're going to do, right? A lot of times we give ourselves more credit than, than we actually should when it comes to sticking to our habits or sticking to things, you know, like cold showers or like applying to jobs or like daily meditations. You know, it might feel like you've done it, you know, a few times this week. Maybe it was only once or twice and you said you wanted to do it five, six times a week, right? So start there, start tracking. I always recommend pausing at least for five minutes, if not 10, first thing in the morning. If you can journal even better. But just pause and think about the day ahead and think about your current state and think about what obstacles might come up and think about how you can handle those things with grace, right? Just by thinking about those things ahead of time and being mindful of what might come up and being mindful of how you want to be in those situations, that primes you and that helps you so that when the thing comes up, it's not so scary anymore. You know, you expected it. You said, oh, you know what? I knew that might happen. Here's how I said I would handle it. Let me go do that, right? And so that anticipation also helps a ton. And finally, in short, more than anything else is planning definitely helps a ton. And by planning, I mean, you know, your days and your weeks, you know, whether that's Sundays for 30 minutes, looking at the week ahead, whether that's each morning for 10 minutes, looking at the day ahead and making sure that everything fits, making sure that your priorities are in check. Also making sure that you plan for yourself, plan your self-care, plan time for loved ones, plan enough time for sleep. You know, a lot of times those are the things that we start to lose sight of first. And before we know it, we're not performing at our best. And we start to think that not everything fits in our schedule or that things are too hard when really it's just, we're not performing at our best. We can do better if we took better care of ourselves. And so if anything else, you know, on top of the rest, on top of keeping in check with yourself, on top of keeping clarity on your purpose, on top of keeping those things top of mind and on top of being organized, right? Are you taking care of yourself first? Are you at your 100%? Is your battery charged up? Is your ax sharpened? Are you ready to do your best work? Whether it's for yourself, whether it's for others, whether it's for your job, whether it's for your loved ones, are you at your best? And are you prioritizing taking care of yourself so that you can be your best? I love each of those points. Consistency pausing and planning because I mean, that's exactly it. When I sort of reflect on the things that have really helped me get to where I've gotten to now, I realize that these are 
really those key pillars. And for me, like at the start of my journey, I had to learn some of these things the hard way. Like I wasn't properly pausing. I wasn't properly planning, you know, as Mm -hmm. you were saying, like when you are new to like the entrepreneurial space, it can be really easy to go, you know what? I don't need sleep. You know, I need to Mm -hmm. achieve these goals. I need to use this time when I should be sleeping to be working. But then what happens is that actually does impact your productivity, like you were saying, right? And I'm such a big believer now, like now that I've gone through it all myself and had to figure it out myself that, you know, you want to increase the amount of energy that you're putting into something rather than the amount of time that you're putting into something. Because when you go into something with 100% energy, you could do it a heck of a lot quicker then, you know, if you're going in with 20 or 30% energy. So it comes down to planning that time for rest. So then you can actually get your energy back up and actually be working at, you know, your highest productivity possible. So I think that they are powerful points you mentioned. And with the consistency thing, like I read the book, The Slight Edge, when I first started personal development. So before I even started my business, And that book was like all about the compound effect. And that really shone a light on, like for me, on the importance of consistent action, even if it's just a tiny little bit of action each day. And I think that's the best place to start for anyone who's like wanting to pursue their passions or their purpose, but is still working at the job. You know, that might be a nine to five job or you're still studying, whatever it may be. Like just do that consistent, tiny action every single day. And by the time you step away to do your thing full time, you're going to have made so much more progress than what you could have probably even imagined. So I love each of those points that you brought up there. Absolutely amazing. And that sort of segues into the last thing that I really wanted to ask you today, which is, you know, given this is the Empower With Them podcast, what's one final piece of empowering advice that you'd love to leave our listeners with today? Oh man, if I had to give one piece of advice, that's a tough one. I stick with themes when it comes to these things because themes kind of apply to many different places. And the number one is always you are in control, right? More than you think. You are in control of your mind, you're in control of your thoughts and your feelings. And specifically, you know, the second ones, we can't control the first thought, we cannot control that first feeling. Those things are, you know, impulsive, but we can always control the second, right? And the more that we focus on doing that, the shorter that time becomes and the stronger that that muscle becomes. So I remind people, you know, I feel fear. I feel nervousness. You know, I fail. You know, I feel shame sometimes. I'm the same way. I just don't stay there, right? I just choose to do something else about it. I choose to change that story. I choose to not let it bring me down. And in fact, change the story so that it always brings me up, right? And I just told this story just today and I'll shorten it. In short, even when I receive negative feedback, right? Instead of letting that bring me down or slow me down, I take that as an opportunity to try to deeply understand where that's coming from, what they were probably thinking and how I can improve based on that, right? And that's how you kind of build this indestructible mindset and this momentum is you just change the story, right? The external is always going to happen and you don't have control over everything. But what do you have control over? What can you change? You know, and it starts with your mind. There's also a whole heck of a lot more that if you focus on just those things, just what you can control, right? Not the external, not the things that you are out of your hands, but the things that you can control, like your mind, like your habits, like what you focus on, like the stories that you tell yourself, you'd be amazed at everything that changes. And that's something that you always have control of. I love that. And such a powerful note to like, wrap this whole conversation up with 
Caesar, honestly, this has been such an insightful episode to be able to sit down and have a chat with you about. I know this is a topic that so many people are going to absolutely love consuming and taking action on based off everything you told us about today because people want more than ever to feel fulfilled and aligned with what it is they're doing with their life. And it really does come down to taking those first steps, getting that clarity doing the inner work and then having the courage to take those next steps to pursue it. So with the guidance you've given us all, I think everyone's going to be able to do that with ease. So I guess if anyone wants to, you know, continue learning from you or following along with your own journey, where can they connect with you after this episode? Yeah. So number one, find me no fluff mindset on Instagram or Facebook, no fluff coaching on LinkedIn, connect with me directly. My name is Cesar Martinez. Find me on Instagram, find me on LinkedIn, find me wherever It is that you do your business and connect with me. I always remind people to just send me a message. We are human beings and we're happy to help people as much as we possibly can. So practice taking that first step. Don't be afraid to reach out. If you want to, you know, just hang out and check out some amazing content that motivates you, that inspires you, that helps you have these kinds of mindset shifts by all means. But, you know, we're more than happy to connect with you directly too. So no flow of mindset is where it's at. I love that. And I'll put the links to all your socials in the episode description so people can easily find you without any hassle. But again, Caesar, thank you so much for your time today. This has been such an epic conversation. I've enjoyed every second of it and I appreciate your time. And the honor is mine. Thank you for having me. I'm so blessed to be connected with you. So that's a wrap on today's episode. If you enjoyed this podcast or know somebody who needs to hear this, then send this to them and share it to your stories, tagging me at empower.with.m.podcast. If you want more from the podcast, make sure you jump on over to the Empower community on Facebook. I have popped the link in the show notes of this episode, so I can't wait for you to join me there. But that's all for me for now, fam. It's time I love you and leave you. So until we hang again, remember you can break through any limiting mindset, any limiting belief, and you can rise above any challenge and step up and truly be empowered.